Welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi there, welcome to another episode of Your Podcaster Mine. I'm Sherry. Today I'm speaking with Denny, Amanda, and Jamie, all of the creative minds behind the podcast, Thank God Cancer Saves Our Divorce. Thank you all so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having us. Why don't we get things started by giving a brief description of Thank God Cancer Saves Our Divorce. So... Our podcast started last February. We recorded our first episode, and the name Thank God Cancer Saved Our Divorce actually came from Jamie and I because we're divorced and we share a daughter together. My new fiance, not new anymore, but my fiance Amanda, the three of us through dealing with the the diagnosis of leukemia with Jamie and I's daughter um, kind of brought us closer together. We were your typical divorced couple, and so we felt like we had a story to tell there. I see. You know, I can understand uh, the divorce part. I'm not divorced myself. My sister is, and my mother is, so I'm a product of divorce, and divorce has affected my family. But, yes, something as life-changing as leukemia diagnosis can really, you know, I guess unite people or put a wedge Luckily, in your respect, it it brought you closer together. So why podcasting? (laughs) It's usually a private matter within a family, but I guess you all probably felt that there was an audience out there or people who could relate to uh, the topic, and this was a way to bring that uh, community together. Yeah, this is – hi, I'm Jamie. Um, just so you can tell between our voices, not that you can't tell between Denny and I's voice, but when Amanda does talk. You and Amanda get a little close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The reason why we started the podcast was Denny and I, we didn't really fight, but we really didn't get along. And when Audrey was diagnosed, it was devastating, kind of for us all. So when we started going to the doctor's appointment, we ended up getting a little bit closer. Amanda and I became friends. Denny and I became friends. And the nurses and staff, would all say how wonderful we are. We'd go in there. We were lighthearted about the situation, the cancer situation, the divorce situation. And we were all so close that the doctors, you know, and nurses would tell us how refreshing it is to see a divorced couple and their other spouses get along because sometimes they have to kick the parents out just so the kids can get, you know, chemotherapy in peace. And so we started to show up more places together because, you know, she would have fundraisers, or we had Pink Heels come visit us, and we did it all together, and everybody would just commend us on how awesome it was. So, you know, us being, both Denny and I being a part of, and Amanda being a part of divorced families, know how difficult it is for um, divorced couples to get along. So when we got along, we thought, you know, we've been through so much, and we do have a story to tell, and if people could just take one thing from the things we talk about and it would help their situation, then why not? Yeah. So being an open book and being honest about it, everything, we just thought it would help at least somebody. Yeah, we. so our story is one 
you know, Jamie and I, we could tolerate one another, but we weren't going to go out of our way to spend any time together. And when we would be around other people and they would look at Amanda and I and Jamie and, you know, her boyfriend or whoever else she might be with, they would say, okay, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And so it, I didn't mean that that way, but they, they would ask, who are you? (laughs) Yeah, they would try and figure out, are you mom or are you mom? And it's actually worked out, you know, because it's been going on for a while now that Jamie and I go to most of her appointments now, just Jamie and I and Audrey. Mm -hmm. And it's because we found that our relationship kind of needed to take a backseat to our daughter getting better. But in the moment, we started to see a relationship unfolding and so many people would talk. We go to a restaurant Mm -hmm. and the, the waitress at the restaurant would talk about it or, you know, oh my God, this is so awesome. I've always wanted to do a podcast. Jamie's always, even when we were married, would push me to do a podcast. Amanda's pushed me to do a podcast. And so I thought, you know, wow. or Amanda or Jamie actually came up with the idea. I thought she was crazy at first. Let's do a podcast. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> I still do. But Amanda's been great, too. Amanda's been great. I mean, think about her having to send her husband or, you know, soon to be husband off with his ex wife. And yeah. how would that have gone for you, Jamie, just for fun? Oh, I think I. I would have found a way to spy or <laughs> track you. Or <laughs> yeah, just to look around the corner and see what's going on. Really, I think we just wanted to, to reach out and share our journey and our story and be able to, you know, like Jamie mentioned, connect with other families who maybe someone just got divorced and they're, they're in that whirlwind of now what? What's the next step? How do we go on and be parents and be civil? when we're feeling all of these emotions towards each other and maybe, you know, kind of be therapy for people who are going through something like that. I think it's fantastic that the relationships that formed out of something that isn't so much fun. So kudos to all of you for... We've always said cancer, you know, everyone, just about everyone you know has lost someone to cancer and it's an awful disease. And our daughter, we just couldn't sit back and feel sorry for her or ourselves or anything else. And I've always kind of employed the power of just staying positive and not, not making anything too big. So if, if our daughter has cancer and she, we had to shave her head, we could tease her about it. Not in a mean, un, mean-spirited way, but we definitely took away anybody else's ability to tease her about anything. Make her feel bad about herself. Yeah, she, she she accepted it as a part of who she was, mm-hmm. and they can grow from there. Yeah, and that's you know that's why we did that's why we've done you know when we go to these doctor's appointments we wouldn't go in somber, you know we came in with an entourage and we brought our daughter her name is Audrey she would come with us and you know we would she it would feel like a party almost to her so the power of positive thinking really set things apart and then again. People would say, oh, my God, who are you? Are you guys married? You guys are divorced. And, you know, we created this environment where when our doctor would come in, you know, she would start asking questions about how have things been going with Audrey. And I would come up with some ludicrous statement that I would want to make sure made it to the, I'm doing air quotes, the report. Because I wanted it to look like Jamie and I were in this big custody dispute, and we were always fighting. So we would always make up these outlandish 
you know, <laughs> deals that we were trying to get the doctor to add to, like the doctor makes a report and sends it off to someone. It was just a lot of fun. The doctor enjoyed, I think, when we would visit, when our doctor actually left in the meantime, or she left in in the middle of our treatment, and she cried on her way out talking about we were one of the families she was really going to miss, and she wished everyone would do it. So I, that's an eight-minute way to tell you how we got started for sure. <laughs> yeah, a not-so-brief but brief description because it is complicated <laughs> in many ways, but in a good way, it brings everything together. It brings, you know, just more than just one family together. It brings two or three or, or four, and then you have your audience. I, I think people can probably get along better when they just agree to disagree or, or get along better as friends rather than as a couple. So <laughs> so I, I can tell you right now, and I, I would imagine Jamie's going to say the same thing, but I like her a lot better now than I did when we were married. Oh, God, yeah, I can actually stand to be in the same room with you. I think what it I think what it takes really and people don't realize because a lot of people can't be honest with themselves is if they remove themselves from the situation and they look at am I holding a grudge against my former spouse, my ex spouse, or or is it really all him? I can guarantee that ninety eight percent of people could say, Well, it was probably both of us, so we should just let it go, let it be, and move on and, you know, do right by the kids because. In our case, it was, you know, 90% Jamie, 10% me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the agree to disagree. Yeah, we're putting that in the report. <laughs> well, on the flip side, though, Denny, you've got Jamie and Amanda there together. So. I can imagine during uh, recordings or even when you're not recording mm -hmm. that you get, I, I don't want to say like bullied or anything, but you've got two perspectives. <laughs> that, that, would, that would be the right word. No, he does get bullied. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's the right word. Bullied. Yeah. Comparing notes. Um, I like yeah, know, yeah. you know. Comparing notes is good Jamie, though, so. Yeah, Jamie has no problem telling Amanda so, hey, listen, when, I hate it when he used to unload the dishwasher this way. <laughs> or I don't you hate the way he expects this to be done? Or but, And then I get to just sit and take the – I don't know if you can tell, but they're both pretty witty, <laughs> and they love to come after me, so I have to always be on my toes. Yeah. Amanda is a little bit more so than me and you both. Well, your podcast isn't all somber. I mean, you do uh, bring in other elements like different podcasters or uh, your family members come on the show. You do a fantasy football week. There are other factors involved, not just this big, heavy moment. You so, talk about other things besides that. Actually, you're exactly right. We do not. It's so funny because on our Facebook page, a lot of people read, Thank God Cancer Saved Our Divorce, and they think by that title that for some reason, Jamie and I are still married, and this this cancer moment came, and you know it, it created an atmosphere where she and I could work things out and put everything back together. And that's just not the case. We're still divorced. We don't want to be married. We've been there, done that. But our podcast is not so much about the heaviness of it. We do talk about 
in the beginning we talk about when, you know, can a diagnosis day and a birthday be on the same thing because our grandchild was actually born the day before Audrey was or the day after Audrey was Mm -hmm. diagnosed with leukemia. And I, so we do talk about some heavier topics, but we do keep it very light. And that's kind of our thing. Thank God cancer saved our divorce. Sounds like a very religious podcast, but it is not. Uh, It's a very real look at two people or three people in our case that are co-parenting. So we talk about co-parenting topics. We do a segment on our show about fantasy football. You know, we just, we make light of nearly everything. And we're also, we're not always a clean podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll say exactly what's on our mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've we been on several different podcasts where we have been guests. And thank you again for having us. You know, we've went where I felt like we were on Howard Stern show where we were pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then I've been to others where we're in a family show. it was very relaxed and more talking about family and dealing with the diagnosis and all that. But that's our podcast is not one particular thing. No. We, we talk about things that affect divorced couples, affect single dads, single moms, step-parents, because a, huge, yeah, a huge part of our story is Jamie and Amanda, who I tried to keep apart for so long. Mm-hmm. And just well, we didn't really like each other. They didn't. Mm-mm. But we, we got past it, and it was hard. And I, you know, when Denny says, you know, Jimmy, what would you have done? You know, I give Amanda big props because she has definitely, <laughs> she has definitely sat back and uh, taken some things that I definitely wouldn't have. And our relationship has grown from it. And a big portion of that is because of Amanda. And my thought was, when it all happened, was, you know, if she can do this, you know, why can't I? So, again, I think it all goes back to, you know, stepping back and saying, you know, what what is right for the situation? What is right for the children? Am I doing this for the right reasons? The podcast has actually become an outlet for all of us. I think that Therapy sessions. Jamie, Amanda, and I, it gives us a chance to kind of make fun of the world, make light of situations. <laughs> Make fun of each other. Definitely make fun of you. Uh-huh. And do it in such a way that, you know, our listeners can feel like they know us. They're not just getting the radio voice. And I have a very good one. Thank you, ladies. Mm-hmm. So our radio listeners are not just getting, you know, a watered-down upper, you know, stiff upper lip. They're getting, you know, the stories that we tell Real parents and real real, and, and things that we disagree on. Uh-huh. I mean, decisions that Jamie made, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we will still make fun of her rules. There's always rules. <laughs> you know, it, it's not people, – people put on social media what they want everybody to see. And we get a lot of questions like, oh, you're airing your dirty laundry. Do you really want that out there? But our thing is if you're not real about it, if you aren't honest, then people – People think it's just another show, yep. and it's really not. We're completely, completely real. And, and Sherry, you know, as well as we do, it, there are a million podcasters out there now, mm-hmm. and not all of them are good. So we want to make sure that we're real and that we really are putting our hearts into this. We don't want to do you know, just another football podcast. We don't want to do unsolved mysteries or things like that. Our, Ooh, our, we could be the next unsolved mystery. And Amanda and I could do it, yes. You see what I put up with? Did you catch that? (laughs) So I'm just saying that's 
that we think our story and our brand of humor is something that can, you know, resonate to folks out there everywhere. So we've made it. We've been excited to see. We've been excited to see where this has even made it. We've made it as far as New Zealand, Great Britain, uh, Ireland, Australia. We're tracking that, and to see that so far away people are listening to our story, uh, it's been it's been humbling. Yeah, to add on what you said, I think a lot of people can really cut through and realize what is BS and what isn't. And if you're having an honest conversation and it comes from the heart, then it's honest. It's not airing out laundry. It's just maybe venting about your, I don't know, washer and dryer breaking or or (laughs) it's real life, you know, so. Mm-hmm. If, if exactly. people can't handle it, then so be it. That's how I see it anyway. So Yeah, I, uh, I people, totally agree with you. Especially with the uh, saturation of podcasts. And it's going to become even larger within the next couple of years. I probably will imagine that there will be a few million by the end of 2020 or 2021. You know, just because a lot of celebrities are doing it and then other people are doing it just for the simple fact that they want to make a quick buck or mm-hmm. people are doing it because they feel like that they want to talk about a bad movie that they saw or underwater basket weaving, whatever oh, the case may be. Exactly. There's so much of that out there. So much of that. <laughs> So before we get back into, obviously, the bigger picture, let me get into some of the inner workings of the podcast. So when you first started, it was, from what I understand, a a little bit more basic. And since you've uh, progressed, you actually built a studio. Am I right? You are correct. So when we started, we had one microphone. It was a USB microphone. And we have a poker table in the basement of Amanda and I's home and Jamie would come over and we would sit and we would record from the poker table. And, you know, they're awful. They sound awful. So if they can get through the first like three, I think three or four, you're good. Yeah. We, and even very humble beginnings because then we went, you know, we decided, okay, let's go and buy two mics instead of just one. So I went and bought a second USB mic, and I still didn't know how to put the music in the intro or the outro. I didn't know how to do any of that. And so I was actually trying to pay people, you know, 50 bucks. Hey, every time we do a podcast, could you please put the music bed under the beginning? Yeah, so I I had that worked out. But then the person I had doing it became unreliable. And so I thought, man, if we're really going to make a run at this, because one promise the three of us made, is if we're going to do it, if we say we're going to put a show out, mm-hmm. it's got to go out. There was a small time where there was quite a few weeks in between. And, um, I thought we tried it right at the beginning because we had, we had no idea what we were doing. And then Audrey, uh, Audrey kind of got a little sick. Yeah. And then we had a whole bunch of things come up. So then when we really got into it, Denny said, look, if we're going to do this, we have to do it right. So, and then we... Then uh, it took off. The we they started... The studio. I just watched uh, for for weeks before we actually, you know, from our first podcast to our third or fourth where it says welcome to the new studio, you really could tell a difference in our podcast. And still, I don't know that everybody would look at our equipment and say, oh, yeah, i got to have that. 
but we make it work. And so, it will be live casting is what we call it. Yeah, hashtag live casting. Hashtag live casting. So we, keep, we even went and added, you know, we got cams today and added, we're adding new stuff. All the time. All the time, you know, we find something else and we tell people change it up, see what works better. If they want to send us something to put in the studio that we talk about just for fun or to make fun of us, then we'll yeah, add it. We've got it. So our studio, I built it in the basement of our home. We put in a drop ceiling to make the sound better. Jamie came up with the idea because I wanted to soundproof the room. She came up with the, you know, sound deadening curtains. And so we bought enough of those. Jamie bought enough of those. And we hung them around in our, in kind of our colors, the orange and the gray or orange and black. And we hung those. And then we've got a table, you know, a, a countertop high table. We've got the computer. Uh, I bought a mixing board. That's really where we took off. Once mm -hmm. I got the mixing board, I could adjust our sound. And I started finding what works, um, trying to figure where we were good, where we were bad. And then for Christmas, Santa Claus actually brought me a, a better board. So now we're really, we're really up there now. Good old Saint Nick. <laughs> That's right. Took care of me for sure. <laughs> so what is your process for recording and editing the show? So we use Audacity. I'm sure you hear that a lot, but Audacity is free, and once you tinker around in there enough, you it's a pretty powerful system. And I'm able to record, check our levels, and cut in or out whatever. We don't really do too much. Yeah, we don't have much editing unless you're looking to sleep. Yeah, but yeah. what we say is kind of, it's just, we don't take anything out. We don't. So we do. I'll edit out a little bit, and I'll get rid of mm -hmm. some dead spots. I'll go in and clean those up. But not really, Sherry, part of our deal has been we go in knowing what we're going to talk about, and I try, and part of my job, I'm the producer of the show. Quarterbacker. I'm the quarterback. I'm the proclaimed producer. <laughs> I really don't feel like we have dead spots, though. We really don't. Not much. We talk constantly. Well, what my job in the podcast, I feel like, is if I'm keeping track, I know where I want to go. So <laughs> – they will start talking. I might recognize that we got to go a different direction. So I'm always on my toes. I have a computer screen, so if I need them to pay more attention on something, I can show them what I'm looking at. And it's like squirrel. <laughs> They'll see something, and then all of a sudden they just stop talking because it comes up on the screen. <laughs> and then they start watching. And then they start watching, and then I have to get them. I have to remind them we're doing a podcast. How often are you releasing the episodes of the podcast? Is there a set schedule? I have it set up every Monday at 1 a.m. it drops. So we will, like today, after we're done with you, we're going to record probably a couple of podcasts because we've got a baby coming and we've got some different stuff happening. So probably want to get a, what? There's a baby coming? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm so excited for Disney. Yeah. We've got a little girl coming, Amanda and I do, so she's due any day now. So we're excited. Oh, congratulations. But, yes, I, I heard, and I was going to mention that a little bit later on. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> right. I, I blew that. Sorry. So we will record, you know, anywhere from Thursday to Sunday. Jamie, Amanda, and I will find time to get together and at least record one. And then somewhere – in an evening, I'll come down to the studio, lock it out, and, and I'll make sure that it sounds good, that the intro's good, the outro's good. I'll, I'll compress it all together, and then I'll upload it to Anchor, where I'll, you know, 
hurry up and type out something, you know, that pertains to the show and then schedule it to drop at 1 a.m. on Monday. And we also, before we put our episode out, we kind of do a sneak peek. Um, we put out a video, either one of us or two of us, or we haven't even done one of all three of us talking about some things in the episode to maybe get people to, oh, that's something I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We're really starting to use social media more efficiently. We're, I actually just bought some equipment today. I'd like to get into YouTube and, and doing some different different things there as well. So what does 2020 have in store for the podcast? Do you have any goals or anything, you know, besides the birth of your uh, daughter? <laughs> what, <laughs> Thank you. What, yeah. what are what are some of the goals for the podcast in, in reference to getting the word out more or the direction that you want to take it? I think instilling me, podcasting, and doing um, YouTube channels have been like our biggest projects that we're going to focus on uh, because that would definitely take the big platform. Um, being able to have listeners interact during our show. Uh, so we want to try and get something like that going. I think that's what we're going to work on. Also, some interviews. Yeah, so some of our best episodes, we've done 24, I think, now or 26, and some of our best ones have been interviews. We've enjoyed, you know, talking to different people about divorce. You know, our second most popular episode that we have, we recorded three weeks ago, and it's really gotten a lot of downloads, and it's gained a lot of steam, and it's been fun to watch. And I think we enjoy the epi- or the interview as much as anyone. It, it's fun to learn about other people. It's fun to kind of tell their story, give them a platform to talk. And so we'll do more interviews in 2020. We also want to find different media. We need to get out more. We can't commit a ton more time to the podcast because we all have full-time jobs. So we are going to introduce uh, some Facebook Live stuff, some some YouTube you know, and honestly, it's going to be just like everything else where we just figure it out and make it work. What do you find is the most challenging part about podcasting? Staying relevant is, is what I think. What do you think, Jamie? Um, driving all the way out here for you to not be ready. This isn't why. This is why we're divorced. Mm-hmm. Amanda? Absolutely. Um, I think we prepare a lot during the week to make sure we have a topic. Or we don't prepare at all, so we get to the podcast and we're, okay, guys, what are we talking about today? So <laughs> We want to always have a specific topic and sometimes... Peek behind the curtain. We don't always have that. Peek behind the a curtain. A peek behind the curtain. I am always preparing for these in my mind. So I'm always... I don't. <laughs> you know why? There's a method to that. And my method is that if you're completely prepared, then it does. it's not as good. I'm not getting real reactions. I never know what's going on. You wouldn't know what's going on if I told you while you were on your way here. I would forget. That's not normal. Yeah. Abnormal. Thank you. So it's the biggest challenge is coming up with staying relevant. And I don't even feel like we struggle staying relevant. I believe we do. I think all of our podcasts are and will be relevant. It's just I want to be – I want us to be extra engaging. So – I don't want people to look at the podcast that they podcasts that they have subscribed to and think, eh, I'll catch that one later. I want to be in the first three or four that they will listen to no matter what. So staying relevant is something that I will always take very seriously. 
Now, on the opposite side of that, how has podcasting improved or changed your life for the better? Okay, I'll take that one. I think that it has brought us all together. Is broughten a word? Broughten is not a word, but I made it one. That's that's what our podcast is like right there. Yeah, we come up with new words. Um, so that's always fun. Oh, no, fine. actually, it's it's really changed our relationship. Audrey, our daughter, and also Braxton, my son I never had, Amanda. My stepson, yeah. and Jamie's adopted son now. Yeah, my adopted son. They don't see a difference between the two households. It's, hey, we're going somewhere. Oh, is are Daddy and Amanda coming, or is Jamie coming, or Mommy coming? And so our children have really benefited from even the podcast alone, they find it very entertaining. They find it fun, and they really like that we do it too. So, yeah, I so it has been. I, if I had to really pinpoint, I've been asked what was the best thing to come out of 2019. I'll tell you, this is the best hobby I've had in years. I've enjoyed it more than anything I've tried to throw together over the last several years. I just enjoy it more than poker. Oh, that's close. Mm-hmm. That's close. I enjoy <laughs> poker. It's almost as expensive. I can tell you that. But I think it's really given us a hobby, or given me a hobby, that you know, putting the studio together, creating an atmosphere of memories, and blending an old marriage and a new marriage, and and making them, you know, not well, not blending the We're marriage, not like but no. But there are pictures of when we were married. There are pictures of Jamie and I or Amanda and I, and it's just creating the safe space for us to come and have a good time and stay relevant. And I think it's also been like we mentioned earlier, therapy session, coming and being able to talk about. We don't get into a lot of detail necessarily in some of our – some things going on in our outside lives, like our jobs and stuff like that. But we are able to still talk about situations that we're dealing with day-to-day things we run into and it, you know, bouncing things off of two other people always helps and being able to talk through those kind of creates its own therapeutic session. Yeah. Do you have any advice to someone who wants to get a podcast started but really doesn't know what uh, direction to go into? So I'll take that one right off. It, the time commitment. You have to be organized, and you have to be dedicated to it. So the organization part is really probably the easier part of it, but being dedicated. If you say you're going to put one out on Monday, make sure it's out on Monday. And I used to listen to so many podcasts when I would mow the yard, and that's where I really got started, you know, 2010, 2011, just listening to podcasts. I loved them. And the one thing that used to frustrate me, I would wait if my yard needed mowed, and I try and take really good care of my yard. And if my yard needed mowed, I would wait until a particular podcast was downloaded and or available, and then I would mow and listen to it. And I would get so frustrated because you know the podcast that was supposed to come out, you know, on Tuesday or Friday or whatever, it wouldn't come out until three or four days later. And I would either have to find another thing to listen to while I mowed, or just punt and not listen to. Anything at all. Just mow in silence and pout the whole time. That's exactly right. <laughs> so it, it frustrated me. So I that's when I spoke to these two when we were going to do it. Our first few aren't really timed properly, but once we built the studio, 
and we had everything, you know, lined out. It was time. If we're going to say we're going to release these podcasts, we're going to do it. And because I think we have a responsibility to our listeners to put a podcast out when we say we're going to, even though it's free. And that's what they used to say on the podcast. I won't say which one in particular it was, but, you know, they used to say, we're catching a lot of crap about not running our podcast. And these were some professional people. And, you know, but I keep wanting to tell everyone this is a free podcast. Well, so what? You, you committed to doing it. You built a listenership. You have a responsibility to that listenership. Now, I understand if a baby comes, you know, on a Saturday and we don't get the podcast out until Tuesday, I get it. But I could also drop a quick note on my phone that says, hey, I can put it out. We've had this coming up. So, you know, I I did put a a trailer out that says, hey, if you're listening to our podcast and you hear the first three or four, please don't judge us based on that. Give us a real chance from episode five on or whatever, because I feel the responsibility to that. And I think if someone wants to be good and wants to be dedicated to podcasting, they've got to know that it's going to take some commitment. Well, yeah, and people also have to understand that a podcast takes time to grow and for its host or its host to get into a groove, the research, the uh, equipment, the dedication and time, the skills to... Yeah, and and the coping skills to edit or schedule a guest or, you know, there's a, a multitude of, of factors there. So, the, and a lot of people think that it's people are getting on the microphone and, and that's all they're doing. No, there's a lot of work and yeah, not, not just that, but social media and engagement and marketing and all of that stuff, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, there is definitely a learning curve even just on the marketing side. You know, we started it and we go, okay, well, we all know how to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Really, how hard could that be? But being able to switch between your, between Facebook profiles, being able to post things to all of the platforms that we're on, all that stuff has kind of taken a little while for us to get rhythmic at being able to do it. And understand, yeah. Have there been any resources that have helped you along the way, though? So to my right, I have a book that says Podcasting for Dummies. Santa Claus brought me that. So I have had some resources. I have a few people that I know that also do podcasting. It. I don't feel like we really talked to them until we were better at it, though. I, yeah, we tried to stay in our little hidey hole until we came out with something that we thought was a good product. Our <laughs> hidey hole, you say. Our hidey hole. So we we didn't reach out to other podcasts until we felt like we were relevant with them. But once we did reach out to them, there was a wealth of information that we've been able to tap into. You know, live casting is something that we want to do having a monitor set up so that the girls can see the things that I'm working on and creating an agenda and different things like that are things that we've picked up along the way. So our basic fundamental setup was there and we've used other relationships with other podcasters that we've met or been introduced to. And we've taken a little bit from each of those and kind of created our own. I think we've learned mostly just by trial and error. So we, we go through and process our elimination on things that we would like to hurt and things we can or can't figure out. When I got this new board, I took my old board down and I got everything set up and we recorded a podcast. 
and when I went to drop a commercial at the front and back of it, like I always do, I realized that while we sounded good, our levels were jacked. Like, we were so quiet compared to what we had recorded, so we would have blown your eardrums out when (laughs) the commercial popped on, or you wouldn't have been able to hear us. So those are little things that I'm learning along the way and how to set those up, and just like Amanda said, trial and error. Now, you do not have to answer this question, but I'm just curious as to uh, the status of Audrey's diagnosis. How is she doing, and how is the whole family doing? Audrey is doing amazing, actually. Our chemotherapy and everything for her should end on May 25th of 2020, so that will be the day we ring the bell. Fingers crossed that nothing goes wrong. Um, Family's doing great. It's been a very, very long process, but I think we have all handled it very well, me more than so than others. I'm just kidding. We've all handled it really good. We've become a team. And we went into this as Mm co-parents, you know, and we came out more united, Mm -hmm. and we got this podcast through it all. The podcast has helped fantastic times, and we know you from her diagnosis date. We did, okay, well, now you have this two-year treatment plan. And mm-hmm. and at first, maybe it was just what we heard, you know, going through all the emotions that we were feeling when we found out that she had been diagnosed with leukemia. But it sounded like, look, you, you can't do anything for the next two years. You can't, she can't go to school. She can't go outside. You have to wrap her in a bubble. Uh, we found out shortly after that that wasn't, that wasn't the expectation. It wasn't the case, yeah. But it was still, man, we've got this two-year journey. Um, and, and now, yeah. yeah, it was two and a half. Now we are almost at the end of it. I mean, when you first hear that, for the next two and a half years, your daughter's going to go through treatment, and she's going to be put through this, and then this, and then this, and then this. It's um, it's devastating, and you think to yourself, there's no way we're going to get through this. Two and a half years, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And as it marches on, and you watch your child um, become stronger through it, you realize that, you know, there's nothing that you can do if your child can get through this. And Audrey calls herself Wonder Woman. She does. And when she can't do something and she really wants to do it, she's like, okay, Wonder Woman, let's go. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. I love it the most because she has found her true self. She has really gotten a personality out of it. She has come out of her shell. And I don't think anything can break her. So. Yeah, this didn't, and it, her prognosis is great. Cancer is a scary thing, and to know that it has it embedded itself in her body, and she'll be more susceptible to cancer later on. We'll have to watch for that with a more keen eye, but we're going to get her They're clean of cancer. Yeah, I don't think that's what they say. Um, no, she's good. Uh, no, no. Honestly, up with here. <laughs> honestly, we've been very blessed. If you know, from worst case scenario to best case scenario, I believe that we are truly on the best scenario and there have been people that we've met that have not been so lucky and I thank God every day that you know if we had to have cancer you know and I say we because we all go through it as a family if we had to have cancer I am so grateful that this has been the type in the case right now so things are looking up for us Good. I'm very glad to hear that, and I'm very happy that that is the case. You know, there's an underlying 
factor, though, which are the caregivers. The, the caregivers go through a tremendous amount of, of pain themselves, not physical, but more emotional, because they're watching someone that they love go through something that is out of their control, basically. You're right. You don't realize what you have to do to prepare yourself mentally and physically, because when you're doing it, when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize you're in the middle of it. You're just surviving and doing the best that you can. So when Audrey, when Audrey turned up sick with cancer, of course, my first thought was, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't lose again. I'm not going to lose again. And so we learned That's everything we could. Team M for the win. Hashtag Team M for the win. It kind of chronicles our story or our journey with her. Her middle name is M, E-M-M. And so we, we told our story. We stayed positive because I kind of felt like, you know, my mom and my dad were my test runs. And I had to make sure that, you know, I knew everything about this one so I could make sure we won this one. And like and you are winning, and <laughs> that's yeah. that's wonderful. I I love the message of positivity that you share with other people. I think that it's great. So, is there anything that you'd like to share that I haven't asked that you would like to cover? Boy, I um, I can't think of anything, Amanda. You? I guess the only thing I would say was, you know, if the podcast does interest you and you're not getting what you want from it or you have questions or, you know, we're not afraid to answer questions. And we've done a couple episodes or two, two episodes on that about you have answers. We have, or you have questions. We yeah, have answers. We have the answers. Yeah, they we have, have the questions. questions. And I, I think that if people can ask the questions and we can answer honestly that. Yeah, we know there's curiosity about what we're doing. There, why we're doing it. People, people wonder, you know, of course, there's there's a subsection of people out there that say, all right, there's got to be something weird going on, but there isn't. And we are really just three adults navigating life with a child. Trying to parent. Yeah, trying to parent, trying to mingle, and trying to break the norms. People expect you to live a particular way when you're divorced and to handle each other a particular way when you're divorced. We've chosen not to do that. So if we could get that message out there, hey, listen to our story, listen to the things we go through, and don't judge us based on what you think you know. Judge us based on what you hear and what you see on Facebook and, and our website, which is thankgodcancersavedourdivorce.com. Just follow us all different places and, and Twitter, read, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, we're there. We're also on um, iHeartRadio, so that's yeah. a, that was a big uh, milestone. Big coup. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google. I listen to my podcast on Pocket Casts. But we're on Stitcher, we're on uh, Spotify, and we're on iHeart, like you said. We have our website, which also hosts our podcast. So thank God, CancerSavedOurDivorce.com. You can listen to all past episodes. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can. it'll also link you back to where you can find our podcast as well. Wonderful. So before I let you go, do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with people who are just discovering your podcast or to people who are listening to this show so that they can find out more information? Yeah, I would ask that everyone go to our website, go to our Facebook page, go to TGCSOD, uh, TGCSOD. I'm right. Don't look at me like that. So go to at TGCSOD at Twitter. 
uh, Instagram is the same thing. We're always posting different things on there about us, things that interest us. So come have a good time with us, and uh, we're really trying to build our base. Tell your friends, like us, subscribe to us, and, and leave a rating. <laughs> and get the please don't judge us based on we'll episode one, two, or three. <laughs> Once it says welcome to the new studio, our favorite first episode is where we interview our local chapter's leader of the Pink Heels organization. That was our first interview we did, and it, it was a really good interview about Pink Heels. They're a charitable organization nationwide, and there was some good information there. So listen to that one first and judge us from that one forward. Our content has stayed pretty good. Sometimes we go off the rails. There's one. We try and put a disclaimer in there when we do YouTube. If you read the one that says, please send help, that's probably <laughs> the one where we needed direction that I couldn't give. Yeah, well, that happens. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Danny, Amanda, and Jamie, I appreciate your time and for coming on the show uh, again, a positive podcast about something that isn't so positive and a different outlook that more people should really look at and uh, embrace. Yeah. So thank I you for that. thank you thank again. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. And Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And to everyone listening to your podcast or mine, we'll chat soon. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch.